Thank you for joining me again for Rev Kev and The Root. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is where you are. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Father, I thank you for this day. I ask that you would anoint my lips, that you would anoint my thoughts. Lord, I know that a man or a woman cannot receive anything except it come from above. And so, Lord, I just ask that you would fill me with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding because I know that your word says that your people perish for a lack of knowledge. And so, Lord, help me to be a good minister of Jesus Christ, of Yeshua, to be able to feed the people with knowledge. And, Lord, in a day and time when there is shifting things and things that are falling apart and things that are futile and things that are fickle, Lord, I thank you that your word says of itself and of you that you have forever settled your word in heaven and so, Lord, I thank you that I can have confidence in your word. I thank you that I can rest in your word, knowing that your word is true and that I can have the conviction in my heart that, Lord, as I have faith in you, that your word proclaims and shows me what who you are, what you will do. And, Lord, how you work on our behalf and on my behalf, Lord. And I just ask, Lord, that you would help the, li the listeners to have good ears open ears, Lord, uh, not judgmental ears, or Lord, help them not to close their eyes, the eyes of their understanding, that is, not their physical eyes, but the eyes of their hearts, the eyes of their understanding, Lord. Help them not to close them, but to be open to what you, you're saying. Lord, I don't have any denomination to defend. I don't have any dogma doctrine of man to defend, but Lord, I only want to speak the truth as you give it to me about who you are and about your kingdom. And so, Lord, I just ask that you would speak through me, Lord, and to me. And Father, I thank you for it uh, in Yeshua's name, Lord. Baruch Atah Adonai Eloheinu Malek HaOlam Ashur Bakarbanu Mekol HaAmim Venetin Lanu Et Torato Baruch Atah Adonai Netin HaTorah Blessed are you, Lord, our God, who has chosen us uh, king of the universe who chose us from all the peoples and gave to us his Torah. Blessed are you, Lord, giver of the Torah. Amen. Uh, today, I just want to uh, look again in the book of Yov. As I said before, the Hebrew does not have any J's. So it's really not the book of Job. Uh, but it's the book of Yov. Amen. And uh, the name Yov, if you're interested, uh, is spelled Olive Yud Vav uh, Vet. Uh, and we know that the second letter of the Hebrew alphabet, if it has a Nikud in the middle, it becomes a B. If it does not, it is pronounced as a V. So it does not. And so the book's name is Yov. Amen. For those of you who are interested, you know, and sometimes uh, just as a side note, people would say, well, we don't need all of that. We don't have to have the Hebrew. We have it in English. And, you know, we have the Bible in English, that is. And we have the Bible uh, 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 where we can understand it in all these different languages. But the Bible was originally written in Hebrew, Aramaic and Greek. And so, uh, you know, through translation, some of the some of the meaning and some of the words were lost. Uh, and even in some of our English Bibles, like the King James, for instance, it has italics. 
And that means that someone put those words in there that they were not in the original manuscript. But they put those words in there a lot of times to make the text make sense in the English language. However, uh, you know, if uh, if you want to uh, really know what someone has written you, if you love them enough. And I've used this illustration before, you know, if I. Uh, if I were a single person and I was in love with someone who was from another country and they wrote me uh, in their language, then I would do everything in my power to learn that language so I can know what they're really saying. And so we say that we love Hashem, blessed be he. And so we need to dive into um, I this is my belief that we need to dive into, you know, the Hebrew and the Greek uh and find out what it means and what he, what the Lord, his original intent was when he uh, inspired the different writers to write the books of the Bible. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just like in the Greek uh, covenant or in the New Testament, as it's called today, which the both of the uh, testaments are covenants, the, um, the old or the former covenant, which is what we're in right now in the book of Yov, which Yov is found in the Tanakh in the uh, what is called the writings um, and also, if you look into the New Covenant, uh, you know, it's written in Greek and some of the tenses that's there in the original language is not there in English. Um, you know, so um, it's just like with the, the when Jesus said, uh, you know, he that asks, seek and knock. Well, in the Greek, it's knock and it's a continuous tense. Knock and keep knocking, ask and keep asking, seek and keep seeking. So anyway, I just want to, you know, throw that in there as a little side note. And let me say this also as a disclaimer that what I say today is my convictions, you see. And so I'm not saying that you have to believe anything. Uh, and so but I do believe that God is a God of experience and that each person's experience is unique to themselves. But I also believe that God speaks to those and through those who he has called to be uh, preachers, prophets, evangelists, teachers and, and so on. And so of which I find myself in that class. Amen. So today um, we are going, as I said, back into the book of Yov. And uh, I want to entitle this particular podcast, uh, you know, uh, let's just say uh, we're going to call it uh, life in reverse. Uh, for, back, for lack of better terms, we'll just call it life in reverse because I want to look at Job's life in what is called today in especially in motion pictures. It is called reverse chronology reverse chronology and of course chronology is the arrangements or the arrangement of events or dates in the order of their occurrence chronology is the arrangement of events or dates in the order of their occurrence and so, therefore, the definition for reverse chronology is a method of storytelling whereby the plot is revealed in reverse order. The first scene is the conclusion to the plot. Once that scene ends, the penultimate uh, scene is shown and so on. The final scene that the viewer sees is the first uh, chronologically. Amen. Uh, 
and so you 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 start at the end and then you work your way up and then uh and and then the uh and then we see the final scene we see is actually the beginning amen so we've been uh in the book of job and we've been talking about yov or job uh and so i i was uh guided and kind of moved uh and i believe that it was god who moved me and guided me to 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 stop where i was in chapter 5 of the book of yov and to go to the end and then work my way back up and also you know I, one of the things i appreciate about the bible is that we're able to look at people's lives uh the 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 uh what the bible gives us anyway in 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 their lives and look at it uh look at the beginning events and then look at how it ended you see and you know a lot of times we get caught up when we're going through life and and this uh particular podcast is a part of what i started at the beginning of dealing with the book of job or yov uh called uh out of the blue you see and 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 it really came to me through an experience that i had in my own life and it seemed like things were just coming at me out of the blue you know, and it really doesn't matter who you are, if you're a preacher, a teacher, an evangelist, or if you're a, a, a president, a mayor, a governor, you know, and so on. If you're a prominent person in society or if you're uh, not as prominent as some in society, uh, uh, life happens to everyone. Life happens to everyone, you know, and sometimes we don't take the, the circumstances of our life and the situation that's going on in our life and and analyze it you know and we just you know are dealing with life however we deal with it you know some people resort to drinking drugging all that kind of stuff some people go to counselors psychologists all that kind of thing some people find what job had was you know his uh friends and his counselors that were around him talking to him from their perspective about what was going on in his life and, you know, in my mind that they had some wisdom and understanding, but I was wrong, you see. And and I thank God that he stopped me where I was, uh, you know, and I apologize to you as my listener that uh, I should have done more fasting and praying and studying and really getting into, you know, the book of Job or Job in another way uh, and being more led by the spirit of God. Because it, as we look at it from the reverse chronology standpoint, with, as we look at Job's life in reverse or his situation in reverse, I, I have read the text and I have come to understand that Job's friends did not have all that much wisdom and they did not speak what was right concerning God, you see. And they spoke out of their flesh. They spoke out of their own perspective, you know, but a lot of times people are on the outside looking in and they're trying to tell you what's going on in your life but they uh unless they are really 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 tuned in with god and really sensitive to the holy spirit uh they really don't know from a fleshly point of view what's really going on in our lives you see and so a lot of people mean well you know uh i can't really i don't really know fully what job's friends you know uh bill dad and different ones of his friends i don't know what their motives were i don't know what their motive was in going to job's house you know i know that they said let's go to job's house let's go you know mourn with job and this and that 
But, you know, sometimes, and this is my opinion, but sometimes it's best to be present and say nothing than to be present and say the wrong thing. You see, especially when a person is going through different situations. Job went through the loss of his children. That's a tough situation to go through. I, I can't even imagine that, but uh, maybe a little bit. And I know it had to hurt Job, you know, because that was his children. And Job, evidently, he loved his children because he went out and he sacrificed. Excuse me. Before the Lord, he made sacrifices. He said, uh, let's let me do this in case my children have cursed God in their hearts. And then, you know, they get dealt with by Hashem. Blessed be he. Uh, so Job interceded. He prayed for his children. So evidently he loved them. He cared about them, you see. And that was a relationship that was taken away from him. And he was really, I guess, blindsided by it. It seemed like it came at him out of the blue uh, where his servants came to him and told him, informed him that his children had been killed. All of them, not one, not two, but he had seven sons and three daughters. He had 10 children, seven sons and three daughters, and they all were killed in a single day. It seems that the text is saying. And so that had, as I said, that had to be a tough situation to go through. And then not only that, not only did he suffer domestically, but he also suffered economically because all of his sheep, his cattle, everything were killed. Another servant came to him and gave him that bad news. Uh, and, you know, there's a writer or was a writer back in the early 1900s, I believe it was. And he wrote this. He said, the hardest news to take is that which comes all of a sudden. And maybe some of you have had to deal with that, where you have had some bad news that has come to you and you weren't really ready for it. It, it blindsided you, you know, and you weren't ready for that news that you got. But, you know, uh, life happens, as I said, to all of us. And, and, and Job or Yov was a wealthy person. And so life happens to the wealthy also. And, you know, that just shows us the 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 um, how unstable what we think is stable, how it really is not really that stable at all. You know, and sometimes we, we, you know, focus in this world on building our lives for ourselves, building a life for our family having money, having things and things like that. But that doesn't mean that all of that cannot change in one day, you see. But going into this situation is as we look back at uh, uh, Job chapter one, you know, we find out that there Job or Job had something uh, that was great about himself. That was great. Uh, he had character. First of all, you know, I said that Job was a perfect and blameless person. So just because we live life in such a way that, you know, that we're trying our best to treat other people right, treat our family right, rewrite towards God, uh, towards Hashem, blessed be he, doesn't mean that life will not happen to us also. Uh, it, he was a perfect man, blameless. The, that's what perfect means. He was blameless. Also, he was upright. You see, he wasn't a crooked person. He didn't deal in crooked dealings. 
Uh, and, you know, he wasn't his ways weren't perverted, you see. Uh, also, he was God fearing, which meant that he reverenced God. He worshiped God, you know, and it seems to me uh, since Job made sacrifice for his children. And then as we look, as we're going to look at the uh, reverse chronology of Job's life, he made sacrifice also for his friends. So it seemed like Job was in the in the role of a priest, you know, uh, and also he eschewed evil. He didn't play with evil. He didn't he didn't take evil and and, and uh, embrace it as a welcoming thing. He didn't welcome it into his life, but he eschewed evil. You see, he looked at his life and he said, look, this is evil. I need to stay away from that. You know, he had boundaries. In other words, Job had boundaries in his life. You know, he didn't uh, he didn't have he had lines that he didn't cross. You see, and and so in what I'm saying is that in going into these situations, unexpected situations in life, we there needs to be something about ourselves that causes us to rise above adversities, you see, and some things we'll gain in those situations uh, and some things I will be refined in our character because Job said that, you know, when I have come through this, I, God knows that when I come forth, I shall come forth as pure gold. So there's some things in my life that's going to be refined through this situation, but there needs to be already some things in my life to help me to make it in these situations already. I have to already be ready, you see. Uh, and, you know, Yov was he was tried in areas that we also will be tried in. Yeshua, Jesus was tried in those areas, but he was tried in the area of his substance. As I said, he suffered economically. He was tried domestically in the area of his children. You see, and also his wife who said, why don't you just curse God and die? Then he was tried in the area of his health. You know, the, Satan said, you know, OK, well, you've done all this for Job and whatnot. And you built a, a hedge around him. You blessed his hands, the works of his hands and this, that and other. But I tell you what, if you touch his flesh, he'll curse you to your face. And then Job was smitten with boils and, and sores on his body. But the Bible says that Job and all of that, Job did not sin with his mouth, nor did he don't, nor did he charge God foolishly, you see. And so let's uh, let's read in the scriptures because I want to uh, make sure that we have time for the word of God. The Bible says in the book of Job or Job chapter 42, beginning with verse one, it said, then. Job answered the Lord and said, I know that thou canst do everything and that no thought can be withholden from thee. Who is he that hideth counsel without knowledge? Therefore, have I uttered that I understood not. Job is saying I uttered what I didn't understand. He said things too wonderful for me, which I knew not. Here I beseech thee and I will speak. I will demand of thee and declare thou unto me. I have heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eyes see it thee. Job was saying, now I've heard things about you. Now I'm having an experience and I see it for myself. He says, wherefore I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. And it was so that after the Lord had spoken these words unto Job, the Lord said to Eliphaz, the Temanite, 
My wrath is kindled against thee and against thy two friends, for ye have not spoken of me the thing that is right, as my servant Job has. Therefore take unto you now seven bullocks and seven rams, and go to my servant Job and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering, and my servant Job shall pray for you. For him will I accept, lest I deal with you after your folly, lest I deal with you after your folly, in that ye have not spoken of me the thing which is right, like my servant Job. And so God says that the way that these friends of Job was talking was foolishness. So Eliphaz in verse 9 of uh, Job chapter 42. So Eliphaz the Temanite and Bildad the Shuhite and Zophar the Namathite went and did according as the Lord commanded them. The Lord also accepted Job. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. But let me say this also. God said that he was going to accept them or he was going to. Uh, well, let me read it again. I don't want to. Uh, so a life was the Temanite and build at the Shuhite. The, uh, so a life was the Temanite and build at the Shuhite and Zophar the Namathite went and did according as the Lord commanded them. The Lord also accepted Job. The Bible didn't say that God accepted them. God accepted Job. Uh, you know, uh, and we don't know which one of our family members, which one of our friends that God has changed his mind about dealing with them the way he was going to deal with them because uh, of the, the, the priestly sacrifice that uh, that they were involved in with us because we are a kingdom of priests, the Bible says. And so, uh, you know, it's just like when God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah and he talked to Abraham and, you know, uh, he made uh, dialogue with Abraham and uh, he said, would you destroy it for this amount of people and that amount of people? In other words, Abraham was a intercessor. He stood in between his his nephew Lot, the people of Sodom and God. A lot of times we stand in between. We stand in the gap. We stand as intercessors between our family, friends and God to uh, to work to do in such a way that God will change his mind about how he was going to deal with them. But they still have an accountability to accept Yeshua, to accept Jesus, to be covered in the blood for themselves, you see. But a lot of times, because we have interceded for people, the judgment of God has backed away. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prepared, or I'm sorry, when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Then came there unto him all his brethren, and all his sisters, and all they that had been here of his acquaintance before, I mean, before all of this happened to Job, and did eat bread with him in his house, and they bemoaned, uh, bemoaned him, and comforted him over all the evil that the Lord had brought upon him, 
Every man also gave him a piece of money and everyone an earring of gold. First of all, let me say this. They said that, that all of the evil that the Lord had brought upon him. A lot of times we don't understand why God allows us to go through certain things. But this I do know that God would, would rather have us to go through difficult situations because of the end result that he sees that it will accomplish in our lives than being concerned about what we have to go through. And not that God is not, don't misunderstand what I'm saying, please. It's not that God is not concerned about our suffering, about what we go through, but the end result of what we have to go through is greater than all of the suffering. You see, it's just like a woman having a baby, you know, it's so much pain and so much pushing and this, that and the other. But then once she has that child, there is great joy. And then the Bible says she forgets about the pain that she went through because of the end result. You see, and the Bible says that, you know, Jesus, uh, in he endured the cross and despised the shame. Uh, and now it's set down at the right hand of God. He had to go through a whole lot of suffering to get to the end result. Job had to go through suffering to get to the end result. We have to go through suffering to get to the end result, you see. And just like with Joseph in the Bible and uh, Yosef in the book of Bereshit or in the book of Genesis, the Bible says that he was sold out by his brethren. He was sold down to Egypt. He was taken away from his father. He lost years of growing up in the house with his dad. But yet, the Bible says, jo, uh, Yosef or, or Joseph says that the Lord allowed that to save many souls alive. If it had not been for him going down to Egypt, his brethren probably would have never had the corn and the wheat or whatever in the substance that they needed to stay alive because there was a famine in the land during that time. You see, a lot of times we, like I said, we don't understand life a lot of times. But also, we don't take the time to really pray and ask God, why am I going through this situation? You know, what, what is it that you're trying to work out in my life through this situation? And also, the, the other thing I want to share at this juncture with uh, Job 42, chapter 11, it says that his brethren and his, all of his sisters and all that he had and all that had been acquaintances before did eat bread with him in his house and they bemoaned him and comforted him uh, because of all the evil that the Lord has brought upon him. But you didn't see these people or hear about these people during the time when Job was suffering, during the time when he was going through his difficulties, you see. And sometimes God will not allow people to come around who would normally come around. And there's a, there's a uh, kind of detachment from other people that the Lord will allow because, you know, there, there's something about that time of isolation. In other words, God doesn't want us to have all kind of crutches to lean on a lot of times when we're going through different difficult situations. And that's a hard thing because we as people, we're communal and we want to we want to uh, have this person close to us when we're suffering. We don't feel good. You know, when a child doesn't feel good, then they want their parent. You know, when a spouse doesn't feel good, they want their mate or whatever sometimes, uh, you know, and it all depends on the person really. But overall, you know, this is how we are. And when we're going through difficult situations, we're looking to someone to go to to get comfort or counsel or things of that nature. But sometimes God allows us to be isolated so that he can speak to us clearer because we don't need too many 
voices in our ear when we're going through a divinely appointed uh, situation in our lives or a divinely allowed situation in our lives. And we also see that, you know, uh, that these people now they're coming around. Now they're getting close to Job. Now that that he's coming out of this situation, now they're coming back in to his life, to his life. And sometimes some people have to go out while we're going through so that they we can get through and then they can come back. You see, and that's just the way it is. Um, also, in uh, Job 42 and verse 12, it says, so the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. For he had 14,000 sheep and 6,000 camels and a thousand yoke of oxen and a thousand she asses. He had also seven sons and three daughters. God replaced his children. And he called the name of the first Jemima and the name of the second Keziah and the name of the third Karen Hapuk. Excuse me. Uh, and in all the land were no women found so fair as the daughters of Job and their father gave them inheritance among their brethren. After this lived Job in 140 years and saw his sons and his son's sons, even four generations. So Job died being old and full of days. He died being old and full of days. Now, I want to read this, what I just read in chapter 42. That was the King James Version, but I want to read it in the Tanakh Version, uh, which is the Hebrew Scriptures. Uh, it said, Job said in reply to the Lord, I know that you can do everything, that nothing you propose is impossible for you. Who is this who obscures counsel without knowledge? Indeed, I spoke without understanding of things beyond me, which I did not know. Here now I will speak, I will ask, and you will inform me. I had heard you with my ears, but now I see you with my eyes. Therefore, I recant and relent, being but dust and ashes, which is a figure of speech. Uh, after the Lord had spoken these words to Job, the Lord said to Eliphaz the Temanite, I am incensed at you and your two friends, for you have not spoken the truth about me as did my servant Job. Now take seven bulls and seven rams and go to my servant Job and sacrifice a burnt offering for yourselves and let Job, my servant, pray for you. For to him I will show favor and not treat you vilely. Since you have not spoken the truth about me, as did my servant Job, Eliphaz the Temanite and Bildad the Shuhite and uh, Zophar the Namathite went and did as the Lord had told them. And the Lord showed favor to Job. The Lord restored Job's fortunes when he prayed on behalf of his friends. And the Lord gave Job twice what he had before. All his brothers and sisters and all his former friends came to him and had a meal with him in his house. They consoled and comforted him for all the misfortune that the Lord had brought upon him. Each gave him one kesita and each one a gold ring. 
Thus the Lord blessed the latter years of Job's life more than the former. He had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, and 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 she-asses. He also had seven sons and three daughters. The first named Jemima, the second Kazia, and the third Karen Hapuk. Now, nowhere or nowhere in the land were women as beautiful as Job's daughters to be found. Their father gave them estates together with their brothers. Afterward, Job lived 140 years to see four generations of sons and grandsons. So Job died old and contented. Job died old and contented. And so I, I wanted to go through that today. And uh, but that's not the end of it. You know, of course, as I said, we're looking at Job's life in reverse. We're doing reverse uh, chronology. Uh, and so we're going to work from this point and go up to the beginning of Job's life. But I also I want to look at it more in depth in the Hebrew language, which uh, the book of Job was written in Hebrew. Um, and, you know, just to to really get an in-depth look at it. And uh, also, if you have any questions, you can, you know, submit your questions uh, to me. You know, and, and I, you know, just looking at Job's life, uh, you know, I see such character in Job's life and such patience. And by patience, I, I, not, I don't just mean waiting, but I mean the faith that he kept in God, you know. And it's easy to have faith in God in times of blessing, in times of plenty, in times of joy, in times of happiness and things like that. But we have to also realize that it's not going to always be that way. We wish that it was always that way, but it's not always going to be that way. No matter how good you live, you see, and just living good won't get us to heaven. But being covered in the blood of Yeshua, uh, Hamashiach, that is the thing that gets us to heaven. But while we're here on earth. You know, we we have situations that come up in our lives. And like I said, a lot of times it seems like it's out of the blue. A lot of unexpected things come into our lives and we have to respond to those things. And based upon in, in our response, let me just put it this way. Our response to those things will be decided based upon our character, who we are. And who we realize that we are, you see, because just by Job's words, words to Hashem, blessed be he, there's seemingly some things that about himself that he did not realize, you know, uh, and I'm still kind of feeling around as far as Job's character and things like that. But he says, now I know, you know, and he, he said, I, I answered and I answered and, and I, I really didn't know what I was talking about. You see, and as I said, the land of Uz, where Job was from, the land, Uz means council. And so it was a place where, you know, uh, where they uh, uh, did a lot of 
thinking and 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 uh, a lot of philosophy were and uh, philosophical ideas or whatever it seemed like were formed in that place where Job uh, resided, and a lot of uh, theological uh, ideas were formed about God and who God is and how God is and how He. Re- you see, but you know, but until we go through life, until we go through that situation. You know, we don't really know ourselves totally. You see, we can say this about ourselves. I can say this about myself. Oh, I believe God. I have faith in God and this, that, and other. But there are some situations that will that will happen in life and can happen in life that will, you know, cause us to see things about ourselves that we didn't know. Either it will cause us to see how strong we really are or it will cause us to see where we where we need to improve. You see, and, you know, uh, all, those things can only be seen just like with gold and silver and all those things when it's when the, when it's hot, when it's when the temperature is brought up, you see, uh, so to speak, it, it will only be seen then, you know, and, and I believe that this is a time of testing and trial and and building and tearing down and things like that in our lives. You know, because we are in the last days and we have to the, 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 the main thing for us is to maintain our character, you see, and our conviction. Our con- conviction is something that even the worst circumstance can't take away from you. You know, the Bible said, Job said, you know, naked I came into the world and naked I shall leave. We have to and when we're going through these situations, we have to have character. We have to have conviction. We have to have the right perspective, you see, because a lot of things, are, all of life really is decided based upon our thought processes. You see, we are where we are today based upon our, our thought processes and being in compliance with the word of God and allowing the Holy Spirit of God to do what he needs to do in our lives. But we still have to have the right thought processes when we're going through these situations we have to keep our mind, as the young people say, keep your mind, get your mind right. Keep your mind right, you know. And so, uh, and, and that's, a, that's really a fact. Because Job was going through these situations, but his mind was still working, you see. And he had to have the right outlook. He said, naked I came into the world, and naked I shall leave. He said that when I have come through this, I shall come forth as pure gold, you see. And the Bible said that he did not, in all this, Job did not sin with his lips, nor did he charge God foolishly, you see. And there are situations that people go through in life, such as with Job, the loss of a child, and they begin to blame God, you know, and they begin to to, uh, be bitter towards God. But we have to have the right perspective, you know, it could be any kind of loss, uh, uh, you know, but it could be the loss of a child. It could be the loss of a spouse. It could be the loss of a job. It could be the loss of a, of a vehicle. They came and repossessed it or whatever. And this, that, and the other. Now, some things of course are deeper than other things. And, you know, and you can replace a car, but you can't replace, uh, 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 that child. You, God gave Job another child, but it wasn't the same child you see. And, um, you know, and so it, it causes me to ask the question also, you know, should we have 
the type of attachment that we have uh, to people and things, you know, because it, the book of Job shows us that things and people are transient. You see, those things are here, but they, you know, like the Bible says that man is like grass. You know, one day you see the flower of grass is growing and everything. And the next day is cut down, you know. And so the only real attachment that we can really have that is eternal is our attachment to Hashem, blessed be he. All of these other things in this world are shifty. All those other things are not uh, eternal. You know, all those things in this world are temporal and not eternal. That's why the Apostle Paul said that we look not at the things which are seen, but because the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And so, you know, I, I hope that this podcast has ministered to you. I hope that you've uh, gotten some light out of this podcast. But as I said, I really want to go deeper. So we, we talked about uh, Job chapter 42 today, but we may talk about it again in, in, the, in the Hebrew context, using the Hebrew words and some other techniques of interpretation that uh, the Lord has blessed me to know about. Not something that came from me, but something that was here probably a long time before I was even conceived. And so I really want to, you know, take time and really look at it because there's so many situations that happen in life and there's so many questions about those situations, you see. And I have questions uh, myself, as I've mentioned a couple of podcasts ago, you know, as far as, you know, uh, why are some people rich in the world? and Some people are poor, you know, you know, uh, why do people have to die, you know, and, and things like that, which is one of the hardest things to deal with in life is the loss of an individual that was a part of your life and now is not. And so before I close, the Holy Spirit, I believe that it was the Holy Spirit that uh, talked to me before I started this particular podcast today and told me that there were some people who were feeling isolated. And, you know, you're going through your life and situations have happened in your life that you did not expect. And, you know, the people that you thought that you could count on are no longer around or they're in the background. And, you know, uh, even people that are closest to you, even parents or, you know, uh, you know, uh, adopted parents or what have you, closest friends, best friends are seemingly in the background. And as I said earlier, sometimes God allows us to be detached for a time from those that are the closest to us so that he can work in our lives. And that's not to say that those people won't, won't come back once you have been through what you need to go through. But don't feel totally isolated because God is right there. Because in all that Job went through, he learned that God was right there watching the whole thing. And that God was still involved in the situation, you see. And uh, so we can't blame God for anything in our lives because it was because of one man, Adam, that disobeyed God, that allowed sin to come into the world and allowed Satan to uh, be able to do what he's doing today to mankind. But thank God that there is a savior, uh, Yeshua, Hamashiach, Jesus who God sent on the cross to die for us 
and to take our place so that we can be redeemed and so that we can uh, be restored and born from the beginning as we were supposed to be uh, from the very beginning of time. We can return to that place uh, in our nature that God originally desired for us to, to live in. And so if you have any questions that you would uh, like to ask, you can address me at RevKev and the root 2020 at gmail.com. RevKev and the root 2020 at gmail.com. Uh, you can also check out uh, my online store on Etsy. Uh, it's the, the shop is, is named Koheleth Gan. Koheleth Gan. And you can check out my shop there. Uh, and also, uh, if you have any prayer requests, you can send those. Uh, and also check out my online internet radio. Uh, it's on Zeno Radio. And the name is The Root Internet Radio. And so you can check that out there. Uh, until next time, remember my email is revkevandtheroot2020 at gmail.com. That's revkev and the root 2020 at gmail.com. Until next time, God bless you.